Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Finding Your Inner Peace and Tranquility. I'm your host, Goddess Ashi Mariama. Thank you guys for joining me for this episode. If you guys want to hear more of my podcast, please go to Spreaker.com forward slash Finding Your Inner Peace and Tranquility. You can also hear it on Apple, Spotify, Google. You can also hear it on Cashbox, Radio Plus, and multiple other streaming companies as well. I am a certified recovery life coach. It's all about helping people in their paths, their journeys, their purpose to a new and better you through self-discovery. I help people with different type of addictions, whether it's codependency, drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex addiction, whether it's people-pleasing addiction, which is something a lot of people don't realize is an addiction, and it is. Um, I also specialize in helping people with illnesses And disease is helping them to cope with the situation that they are currently dealing with and helping them to pretty much um, not only accept the situation that is going on, but also dealing with the emotions of the illnesses. I also deal with people when it comes to recovering from grief. I help people when it comes to recovering from breakups, when it comes to divorce, when it comes to losing your job. When it comes to family issues, I help people to find their way back to themselves and finding their way back to spirituality and finding their way back to the higher power, regardless of what religion that it is. This particular podcast, and for those of y'all who are new that are coming in here, this podcast is all about helping people spiritually. When it comes to consciousness, when it comes to every choice, every action, every behavior, every decision that you do that impacts and affects your life. This is more of a critical thinking, common sense, common judgment, morals, values, principles, and ethics, weighing the pros and cons, researching everything before you decide to do things. Um, but also understanding the consequences and repercussions of karma, not only for your actions, but also for other people's actions towards you. So a lot of people don't understand that other people, when they do things, even though they're not around you, it doesn't mean you won't be impacted by their choices, their decisions, their actions, and their behavior. So this particular episode... Is about how to find your inner peace and tranquility by finding your way back to God. Now, I also wrote in the description box, this is not just about Christian people. This can be Muslims. This could be Protestants. This could be Kabbalah. This could be whatever your religion is, whatever your spirituality is, it applies to all. For those of you that have tried to live your life in a positive manner and You, as a kid, did not want to have friends. You didn't want to be in relationships. All you wanted to do 
was just be by yourself, mind your business, and not worry about people. You were people that probably were bullied, harassed, threatened, stalked, and doxxed like I was on and off social media. We are people that all we wanted was just to be accepted, to be loved, to be liked, to be appreciated, to be valued, to be wanted, to be needed, to be a part of something, to be validated, to be approved of, to be a part of something, for somebody to know our worth, to somebody to accept us, and for people as far as proving something to people. And because of this, negative people took advantage of that. Negative people have used you, taken advantage of you, have bamboozled you, led you astray, manipulated you, cheated on you, abused you mentally, psychologically, emotionally, and, and spiritually, and sexually, and financially. You have been the person that when everybody said jump, you said hi hi. When everybody wanted you to do something, you did it without hesitation. You were the person that was the, the designated driver. You were the one that when people needed money, you gave it to them. You were the one that when somebody needed their bills paid, you helped them pay it. You were the one that gave your body to men and women that weren't worth you. You were the one that a lot of women only wanted you because you had money, but they didn't want you because you was a person. You were the one that was told no multiple times, whether it was jobs, whether it was um, your parents, whether it was friends, whether it was romantic relationships. You were the one that was told you weren't good enough, you weren't worthy, you were never going to get married, you were never going to have this, you were never going to have this. Can y'all relate to some of this that I'm saying? You're the one that every relationship that you were in, you were the one that was faithful and the other person was cheating. You're the one that's now sitting in jail because you followed people trying to be in everybody else's business, trying to prove yourself to people that now got you sitting in jail the rest of your life. You're the one that follows somebody to commit a crime and now you're doing time for it. You're the one that basically was the person, and I'm talking about it to, to people who are not here, the ones that basically lost their lives to domestic violence, lost their lives to people that basically were absolutely insane, whether it be a drunken driver, whether it be somebody trying to rob you, it doesn't matter. But the point is, you're the person that is dealing with the consequences as far as your life being taken. You're the one that right now is dealing with HIV because somebody being irresponsible did not tell you that they had it or some type of venereal disease. You're the one that is dealing with the fact that people who basically don't care nothing about you at all. All they want is just what they can get from you. You're the one that's basically the one sleeping, sleeping alone every night while this other person is dating other people. You're the one that is sitting up here doing the right thing while everybody else is doing the wrong thing. You're the one that's been married and your husband is running around telling other women that you're the worst thing ever. You're the one whose husband ends up unaliving you because he doesn't want to pay the insurance money. I mean, I can go on and on and on if you'd like me to. But how many of y'all can relate to at least one of these things that I've said? Trust me, we all can. Okay. In this world, there are negative people 
and there are positive people. Okay. Now, being alone for almost seven years, I've learned a lot. And I was listening to Pastor Todd, Michael Todd from Transformation Church. I listen to them every Sunday. And he said something that was very important about a lot of us that will say something, but we never actually do it. It's a lot of us that put everybody else in front of ourselves and we don't realize the damage that we do to ourselves by being people pleasers. Now, you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with the title of this particular podcast? Everything. Because this is what it is. There are some kids that don't want to be popular. They don't want friends. They want nothing to do with any of it. They just want to go to school, be educated, get a good job, be successful, and make friends later. So you have some people that have what's called the tortoise mentality. And I'll go into this another video as far as the tortoise and the hare mentality. But I'm going to go into it a little bit just to give you all some context. The tortoise is the one that thinks everything through before it makes any decision. It's not just going to rush into anything. It's going to make sure that I have all the facts, all the information before I make a decision. Then you have the tort, the hare, that is the one that makes these impulsive decisions. The ones is like James Scott Farron, I want my money and I want it now. And then you have the people that are like sloths who are just lazy and irresponsible. And I'm not saying the sloths are lazy and irresponsible. That's not what I mean. But I'm just using that as far as the context of it. So with sloth, it is laziness. Because when it comes to the seven deadly sins, it is laziness. So you have people that don't want to do the work. They just want to take the credit. You have people that want people to work the rest of their life and just continue to benefit off them. Well, there's one big group of people that are doing this right as we speak to you every day. Employers, government, billionaires. They're doing it to you every day. You're worried about People romantically, friendships, and family doing you dirty. But you're not worried about the politicians and the powers that be. And you're not worried about the businesses that you work for every day. That you don't get a raise at this point. That you don't have but two weeks of pay PTO. You don't get two weeks vacation anymore. You don't get sick leave. You don't get medical leave. You work for a temporary staffing company. So why is all of this important? Because God never said that everything that we need is supposed to be paid for. God never said that we were supposed to work a regular nine to five job the rest of our lives. God never said that we were supposed to sit up here and just be living and taking care of other people and just, you know, being, you know, being responsible people that are not, we're not their parents of. God never said it. 
But yet man is telling people, oh, you got to take care of a woman. You got to take care of a man. You got to have children. You got to do this. Where in the Bible does it say that? Where in the Bible does it say at what age you're supposed to have kids? Where in the Bible does it say when you're supposed to have friends? Where in the Bible does it say that you're supposed to be working to 70 years old? Where does it say that at? It doesn't. Where does it say that marriage is a sheet of paper? Where does it say that at? In the Bible. It doesn't. But this is what you've been told to believe. And who does it benefit? Powers that be. It benefits businesses. If you look at 9-11 and what happened in 9-11 and how the, the Twin Towers were destroyed, nobody saw that coming. Everybody thought that was the millennial where everything was going to shut down, everything was going to go out of whack. Mm-mm, it wasn't 2000. It's 2019 that it happened where everything shut down. And everything went black. But did did the United States shut down? No. It continued to make people work. Even though COVID was out of control, a.k.a. Donald Trump. Did they care about the fact that this illness was killing millions of people? Nope. Didn't care about it at all. Then in 2020... Everything started to slowly go back to what it was. But then Russia and China decided to create BRICS. And now you have all these countries that are turning their backs on the United States of America. And that was really a crazy situation. And that's still going on currently. Then you had the Ukraine and Russia and China and, and, and what, the Tijuana. That issue. So at the end of the day, all these things are going on, but let's even go scientific. We've seen water go to the desert. We've seen the reds, red in the water, which represents blood. We've found that the Antarctica is actually livable and that everything we've been told about Antarctica was a lie. We're finding out that there's all kinds of stuff that, that we thought were fairy tales that were actually real. We got things in the water that we don't even know what's in the water that are not just things we grew up learning about. We have goats and all of them running around in a circle and we don't know why they're running around in a circle, but they're running around in a circle. We've seen a bunch of crows at Walmart in Texas. So all of these things that are going on are signs of things that's in the Bible. But a lot of y'all keep saying the Bible was written by white people. When? The only thing people did was go into the Vatican and say and write the Bible based in their language. That's the only thing they did. You can't add anything to the Bible. You can't even take away, I mean, you can take away a lot of things out of the Bible, but you cannot add to it. The Bible is the same regardless of who got it. It's just in some countries, 
certain scriptures were taken out and other scriptures they were taken out and some of them were not taken out at all depending on who what country you live in now when it comes down to your inner peace and tranquility there's a couple of factors that you need to understand number one is when you are by yourself do you know you're the most peaceful do you know when you're by yourself and you ain't got nobody and if you didn't know nothing about the world do you know how how peaceful that you are do you know out of everybody who the peace most peaceful people are children kids 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 are the most peaceful, and I'm explaining why. Kids don't have to worry about working. Kids don't have to worry about responsibilities. And I'm not talking about six, seven-year-olds. I'm talking about between newborns and three-year-olds are the most peaceful human beings because they have absolutely no responsibilities. Even though they can't tell you what it is they want, that's the whole point of them crying. So once you start learning things and you start learning about the world, you are no longer a peaceful kid. Once you are mistreated by your parents, you are no longer a peaceful kid. But as long as you got two parents that love you, that adore you, that really care about you, then you'll be a peaceful kid. But the minute... You're away from your parents. You are not a peaceful kid. You will see a lot of kids that don't want to go to school. They don't want to be away from their parents. There's a young lady that my mom used to work for that still to this day lives at home with her parents. And she's special needs. And they always used to ask her about going out and she would say, no. She only goes out with her parents. She don't go out with anybody else, just her parents. Now, mind you, is that a good thing? Yes and no. Because if something happens to her parents, she's going to be completely lost because she knows nothing about the world. But is it a good thing that she is close to her parents? Yes. For the simple fact, she won't be tainted by other people. But I'm worried about if her parents are not there and her sisters are not there, what is going to happen to her? Because she's going to be lost if something happened to her parents. Well, so I hope they be here a long, long time. Because she'll be lost. There are some of us that have known in the back of our minds that people didn't like us. We've known in the back of our, our, our minds that these people would never date us. They would never want to be in relationship with us. But yet... We ended up trying to get with them anyway. Why? Because we're trying to fit into a world that we don't belong in in the first place. Now, it took me 49 years to come to this, in fact, 47 years to come to this point that I came to the realization there are certain people that I know for a fact are not meant for me. I learned now the minute you say something negative to me, I... I'm not having a bit more conversation with you. I am not explaining nothing to you. I'm not even concerned with you. All I'm going to tell you is it was nice meeting you and keep it pushing. What I also learned is that with negative people, even if you go that route, that ain't the way 
They want you to react to it. They want you to go off on them. They want you to be angry. They want you to be upset. They want you to respond. They want you to interact. And you're like, why would I do that when I never walked up to you and introduced myself in the first place? So again, there are people in this world that do not walk up to anybody and introduce themselves. Everybody who they met was through someone else. It wasn't because they went out and met these people. These people were brought to them. So there are people out here that have the mentality of, I'm not going to look for nothing. Whatever's meant for me, God will bring it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about what everybody else has. I don't care nothing about it. It's like saying you got people who y'all consider freaks, who y'all consider very different. And it's not that they're different. They're just godly people. Now, some of them are demonic. But the ones y'all pick on and make fun of, they're just godly people. And the reason you have so many people that don't understand why they don't belong is because you're not a negative person. See, with light, light is not like it is today. Like I'm looking outside and it's light outside. There is a light in darkness. So even if you walk around your house and it's dark out, dark in your house, you still can see. So even though it may be extremely dark in your house, you still are able to see. But you have to be in your faith and spirituality to do that. Your faith in God cannot waver no matter what. So even if somebody was to break in my house, being the fact I know how to move, being the fact I know how to still see, even if I'm in the dark, I still can see. If you look at Helen Keller, she couldn't see, nor could she hear. But could she still function in the world despite it? Yes. Why? Because of her faith in God. That part. God speaks to us in an unspoken language that is not by mouth. It can be by somebody coming into your world. It could be through a circumstance. It could be through something you see on television. It could be something that you read. But regardless, God can speak to you without literally speaking to you. (laughs) Okay? God speaks to me all the time in multiple different ways. I always ask God to show me the truth about a situation. And God will show me that. If I ask God to show me how to do my podcast better or how to do certain things better, God is going to show me that. Just like God showed me that I needed to go in a different direction when it came to many different things, I listen. When God speaks, you listen. And it may not be through the things you think God is speaking through you, speaking to you through. You got people that pray for always for something, but they never start with God. I thank you for living another day for letting me, allowing me to live another day. Thank you for protecting and covering me from negativity and I rebuke negativity and send it back from what you came. That's what I say every time I feel bad or 
I, I feel something. I'm like, I rebuke it and send it back from Rich Kane because it don't belong here because it doesn't. So when I was listening to minister, well, Pastor Michael Todd, and he was talking about this thing about words and then work and then speak and then, um, you know, so when you're writing a book, I'll say it like this, this is the best way I can say it. When you're writing a book, the first thing you're going to do is come up with a topic. And then once you come up with a topic, and you may change three or four topics, and you may sit down with every last one of those topics and brainstorm just off the top of your head, the stuff you already know, okay? And then you go back, and then you look at it and say, okay, well, I know more about this topic, so I'll just do this topic. And then you go and... You just start researching to validate all of the things that you put in your brainstorming. So brainstorming is just your way of based upon the information that you got. So I always say the first thing you do after you pick a topic, you research each topic and then you brainstorm all of those different topics. And then whichever one that you can more resonate with, that is the one you pick. At least that's what you think. Okay, not always true. Sometimes you have to pick the one that you don't know the much the most about. Because that's the one that number one is going to give you more information. And then not only that, writing it is going to be interesting because you learn something from it. So it's not always good to pick the topic that you know. Sometimes it's good to pick a topic that you've experienced or a topic that you don't know. Because it's a great way to learn. So when you present it, you basically can say, Ooh, I did something, learn somebody know. But a lot of people pick something that's familiar to them. Now, he also talked about the thing about maintaining something. Now, I want people to understand that when it comes to maintaining things, it's not as black and white as you might think. But there's a difference between obtaining something and maintaining something. And a lot of us are good at obtaining things, but we're not good at maintaining them. And sometimes it ain't even you. It's not you. That's the reason it didn't work. Because you tried your hardest to make it work. The other person is the person that dropped the ball. So when you choose a husband, you choose a spouse... You need to choose somebody that is going to want to maintain you, not just obtain you, not just have sex with you, not just use you and take advantage of you and do all these negative things to you, but someone that really wants to obtain, wants to maintain you. They want to keep you. So it's not just about getting someone to like you. It's not about just about getting someone to accept you and all of these different things. It's more or less about getting someone that till death do us part, we'll be in each other's lives. But here's the thing. You're not going to maintain something until it's broken. Most of us, when we move into a new house, we get new furniture. Um, We'll go from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5 to the Xbox, blah, blah, blah. That's what we do. So we always are upgrading something. But the question is, why are you doing it? And so when I was going through my own recovery, 
Because when we had to, you know, to be certified, we had to be our own patients. So what I've learned is when I buy something, I always ask myself, why am I buying it? So, for example, when I got my furniture in my new place now that I'm at now, this is just furniture I bought because, number one, it was affordable, and based on my credit, I could get it. But it's not bad furniture. It really ain't. I love my furniture. It's very different, very unique. But when I move into my house, and I'm going to claim it that I'm getting a house next year, my goal is to put this into a den this is more den area type of furniture and i probably will get another living room set now am i still keeping the one i got yeah because there's nothing wrong with it and it is comfortable but i do want a different type of set but i do like this because again when you're starting off you don't want to get too much and you'll see a lot of people are minimalist and y'all be like, what do you mean by mentalists? These are people that just don't get a lot. These are people that they know they're getting ready to move. And there's no point of them getting a bunch of stuff because they're getting ready to move. There are people that are constantly moving. They're constantly on the go. Because these are people that just don't stay in one place. And they don't want to stay in one place. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for others... They're only going to be minimalist for a little while. They're just going to be a minimalist for maybe a year or two. Until they save up enough money to get a house. But see, if you're saving up money to get a house and the other person is spending money, how are y'all going to get a house? So again, you got to look at when you look at people, look at the way they think about things. Look at the way they spend money. Look at what their value system is. So again, when it comes to this topic of finding your inner peace and tranquility by finding your way back to the higher power, or the way my grandma said it was God, that's because God is going to lead you to where you need to go as long as you are doing the work. If you're doing the work, if you're listening to his word, like I wake up, I say, good morning, God. I say, good morning, Jesus. Thank you so much for me living another day. I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to claim it. But the one thing I haven't been doing is what I need to do when it comes to sitting down and creating these courses. Why? Because I'm confused. So now I'm saying to God, look, I want to do this. I really do. I just don't know how. Because every person I've dealt with when it comes to life coaching does not teach us the structure of how to do courses. They don't teach us that. Everybody's on this getting clients. No, it's not about me just getting clients. It's about me having something to sell. It's about me having a website. You have people say, well, don't get a website. I'm getting a website. I am not going to not have a website. Because why in the world would I not have a website? Knowing that if you put it on social media, somebody going to copy it. That's like saying if I do an interview with Cardi B, why would I put it on social media knowing the shade room and all them going to take the interview without my consent, without my permission, and try to post it? Mm Mm-mm. Got a trick for that. No. Because the type of conversations that I'm having with these people is not an interview. It's a personal conversation. 
This is me talking to this person as if I'm known this person forever. It's my me getting an understanding of them as far as their emotional, mental, psychological, internal, and external health. It is more about their, their insecurities and about, you know, them being able to finally be able to express their true feelings about things that they never thought they could say anything about. Do you really think I would put that on social media knowing people are going to tear it to shreds? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I had Nicki Minaj as one of my clients, and I got to have a conversation with her, and she and I actually had a real conversation, not a fake conversation, where she's not Nicki Minaj, she's Onika Tanya Mirage. I don't want to talk to Nikki. I want to talk to Onika. I wouldn't want to talk to Cardi B. I would want to talk to her actual real name. Even with Taylor Swift. I don't want Taylor Swift, the artist. I want Taylor Swift, the, the young woman. I don't want Selena Gomez, the artist. I want Selena Gomez, the woman, Zendaya, all of these people. If I'm a claimant. I am going to be interviewing some celebrities. I'm going to claim that. But if I have conversations with them, it would not be because of them professionally. Because there is something that makes them great at what they do and it's personal. And my clients and the people, well, I say family. My family of people that I work with will learn from these celebrities and learn from these billionaires and learn from all these people things you probably never thought you would know. Because again, that is the same way God is with us. It's about being vulnerable. And people are so afraid to be vulnerable because they're scared of being hurt. This together being criticized. That's why I said, if I do interviews with any of these people, it would be on my website. And you'd have to pay for it. And I'm not talking about $20. I'm talking about $197 a month. Why? Because I'm a life coach. I am not a blogger. So the same thing with God. God is like, if you interview Cardi B... Because God is telling me to interview her. God is telling me to have a conversation with Cardi B. God is telling me you need to have a conversation with Nicki Minaj. God is telling me you need to have a conversation with Meg Thee Stallion. Then that's what I'm going to do. But I'm going to let the opportunity present itself. But if I do it, this is how I would do it. God may say, look, just go ahead and do 30 minutes of the interview and then cut it off and then tell people you're going to be doing it in your Facebook group, that you're going to be doing it in your private groups, that part. So again, why would I, why would I do it? Do I have a conversation, AKA slash interview with Cardi B for people to tear her to shreds? Why would I sit up here 
and do an interview with Onika, a.k.a. Nicki Minaj, just for y'all to tear them, tear her to shreds. No, it don't work like that. This is not a thing where I'm doing it for millions and millions of followers. No, I am doing it for the ones that basically are going through the same thing as these celebrities are going through when it comes to depression, anxiety, when it comes to bipolar, when it comes to whatever. Even if somebody committed a crime and they got a jail and I decided to have a conversation with them just to get an understanding where their mind is. If I had a conversation with a sociopath, wherever God tells me I need to go in this podcast and have a conversation with people, then I'm going to have the conversation. It's just like there's a woman that reached out to me about a medium. I cannot remember her name off the top of my head right now. But anyway, and I'm not going to say her name anyway because for the simple fact, we haven't established whether we're going to do the interview, the conversation or not. So again, I don't do interviews. I do conversations. And she does listen to my podcast. Shout out to Miss Lady. But anyway, she was very nice. She asked me a lot of questions. Now, mind you, when it comes to Zoom and all of that, I'm not, I'm not good at it because I'm new at it. But guess what I said? They can do it on their end and they can actually do the interview live on their end. I'm just doing it on my podcast. My podcast is not a Facebook or Instagram or YouTube type podcast. It's a vocal podcast. Now, would I put it on stream? In other words, would I do it on Spreaker and not Spreaker, um, StreamYard and I would do it on StreamYard and do it on my actual live. But because I just deleted all of my YouTube channels, there's no way I can do it on YouTube because you have to have a certain amount of um, views to do it. Could I do it on TikTok? Probably so. Don't want to. Could I do it on fa- in a Facebook group? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you why I would do it on the Facebook group. Because when the new people come on there, they'll have access to seeing it. They've never seen it. See, my, my, my chain of thought is a little bit different. Now, podcast, yes. Could we do it on her end as far as being physical, vis- as far as being visual and doing it? Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it would be on her podcast and it would be something that people can see on the visual side as me interviewing her. But does it mean that it's not going to be heard? Because it would be. But again, until I get myself to where I am at a place where I feel like, because for me, it's not about views. It's really about people that can relate to the person that I and having a conversation with. So for example, this lady is a medium, very famous medium at that. And she has based on mediums for the Real Housewives and many celebrities. I'm not sure who she is, but I'm going to find out. When I find out for sure, we're going to be doing the actual conversation. Now, when I do an interv- a conversation slash interview, the first part of it is about really what they do. 
And it's my way of getting to know what they do. The second part of it is going to be about the actual person themselves. Because I don't mix them. I don't. I don't mix a personal interview or conversation with a what you actually do. Because there wouldn't be enough time. So I would like to do like 30 minutes. Because she may decide to do me when it comes to somebody from my family or whoever. And I'm okay with that. At the end of the day, I am not somebody that discriminates against anybody. I am not going to be somebody that goes into this conversation with not wanting, one, not wanting to learn, number one. Because this is something that's very new to me. Because in all actuality, I can see things and I have the ability to see things before they happen. I just do. But I don't talk about it, but I have the ability. So again, a lot of people will probably mistake being a medium to being a witch or being a Wiccan, correct? But the whole point is this conversation is something to show that this could be possible. Because you don't know what somebody's gift is that God gave them. God could have given this woman this ability. And that's my point. A lot of us go against our abilities of what God gave us because we want to be a part of society's standards instead of embracing our abilities that God gave us. Some of us are seekers. Some of us are oracles. Some of us are mediums. Some of us are prophets. Some of us are gatekeepers. And y'all would think these people were crazy. No, these are gifts that God gave these people. So let's say I have somebody that's a seeker and they're good at what they do. Trust me, I will know if you're scamming or not. But at the end of the day, if they have a resume of people to validate, I'm very sure, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with them bringing somebody up. So again, if we do it via Zoom and her people and, and, and the good thing about this is as well, by doing this particular conversation would be no different than her having a training on a medium, but I'm just having me and her just having a conversation and I'm asking her questions and she may actually do me and she may be right, but I'm not going into this conversation being negative. I'm not going into it based on my beliefs because it's not about my beliefs. It's about me learning something from someone else that has a gift that God gave them and them speaking on it. And for y'all, you may say, oh, well, mediums are frauds. How do you know? How do you know? Have you been to this woman? Have you had a conversation with this woman? No, you haven't. That'd be like me having a conversation with Chris Brown and we talk about his bipolar And this man says things that he's never said to anybody in an interview. Do you know what y'all going to do? Y'all going to tear him up because he's breaking down his feelings. So no matter what people do in this society, it is wrong. If a person expresses their feelings, they're wrong. If they tell the truth, they're wrong. If they're a godly person, they're wrong. If they do the right thing, they're wrong. You have people that will tell you, no, I don't feel comfortable with doing it. You still want to try to convince this person to do it because 
you want them to do what you want them to do. Go with your first instinct. If your instinct is no, stand on that. We go against our standards. We go against what is right every day to do something wrong. We are doing things we really don't want to do because of society's standards. Now think about something. You can't even get up in the morning and say you want to go on vacation because you have to work a regular nine to five job. But yet these billionaires, the one you're making all this money for, doesn't have the same type of thing. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with working, but you should be working to build your own. Learn the business that you were to school for to basically build your own. Because you wouldn't have third party billing if somebody didn't go to school for billing. But then again, that's not always the case. There are some people that will buy something just because they don't want it to be competition. A lot of y'all will sell your very successful businesses just for some money and not understanding these people don't care nothing about your business. They didn't buy it because they wanted it. They bought it because you were competition. And then what they're going to do, they're going to change everything that is that product, make it more expensive, and then everybody's going to be pissed off about it. A lot of people don't understand it's not easy to build a second business. It's not easy for someone to make a lot of money. And the reason why people can't become billionaires is because you sell your company. You are not going to see, um, what's his name? You're not going to see Elon Musk sell uh, Tesla or sell uh, Twitter. Because at first he was going to get rid of Twitter, but then he decided to keep it. Then you have, you know, the guy from Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. Do you think he's going to give up Facebook even though right now it's not doing well right now? Do you think the guy from TikTok is going to give up TikTok and sell it? Do you think the person that has Snapchat is going to sell Snapchat? See, that's the part y'all don't understand. A lot of companies are buying you because of Monopoly. They don't want any, comp- any competition. And so if you have somebody that's like, no, I'm not selling my company. I'm not doing any of that. My company is doing well. My company is making money. No, I'm not selling it. But then let me tell you what, what some people do. It'll go from that to trying to either they're going to try to buy you out or they're going to try to add you to their company. And they'll say, well, we'll just add you to our company and we'll help you as far as distributing and things like that. Um, the only way I'll do that is if my company is still independent. If my company is not independent, I'm not doing it. Now, mind you, I'm probably going into another one of my podcasts, but I'm just using this as an example of what I mean when I talk about your inner peace and tranquility having to do with the higher power. I don't care if somebody come to you and let's say you're in college and you see all these people partying, you see all these people doing all these things. And God is like, look, you don't need to have nothing to do with anything out there. A.K.A. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Not by the hair of my chin and chin chin. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Not by the hair of my chin and chin chin. I'm going to huff and puff and blow your house down. Well, you're going to be huffing and puffing because I'm not interested. 
And what people don't understand about that story, it means that I don't care what you try to do. My answer is still no. I'm not changing my mind because the fact that you want me to change my mind. I'm not changing my mind because it seemed like a lot of fun. No, God told me no, and I mean no. I'm not doing it. God meant, God said no, and I mean no. But instead of us standing on what we know is right, we will basically do everything that's wrong because of the 13 things I said earlier. What you're willing to do to be loved, to be liked, to be appreciated, to be valued, to be wanted, to be needed, to be a part of something, to be validated, to be approved of, to be accepted, to be a part of something, for somebody to know your worth and to prove something to people is absolutely ridiculous. You will go against everything that is right to prove something to people that it don't matter versus just saying, you know what? I don't want no parts of it. It's not always about being right because being right does not mean anything. Everybody looks at things differently. So in your mind, you might be right. But in this other person's person's perspective, they may also be right. So you can have both parties be right just in a different way. One person may be looking at it from a negative perspective. The other person may be looking at it from a positive perspective. Does it make it wrong? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. But at the end of the day, which way is going to be the right way? Even when you tell somebody not to do something wrong, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means you shouldn't be doing it. Because what works for one person does not work for some, someone else. You don't know how this person got their success. You weren't there. You don't know how these people got their, their, their stuff. I do. Because the majority of them that are rich and wealthy came from the four families. They just said that Dr. Drew was a Vanderbilt. So if you think that the majority of these billionaires are people that came from low-income families, no. The majority of them come from the Joneses, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Vanderbirds, and I think there's another family. I can't think of their name right now. It's a few of them. Johnson & Johnson, Walmart. So at the end of the day, it is only four families that have multiple billions of dollars when it comes to their ancestors, when it comes to their descendants, their children. At the end of the day, it's just like eventually Paris and Nikki are going to have to be involved with the Hiltons. They're another family. So the majority of people that are billionaires come from those four families. The young lady that basically got um, Andrew Tate locked up. She's a, she's either a, what is she? She's either a rock child or a Rockefeller. I'm not sure which one she is. And if you know, please let me know. But the point that I'm trying to make is most of these people that you're seeing that are billionaires come from one of those, those families. They're descendants of those families. So no matter what, they ain't go, they're never going to be broke. But you, who are trying to get to that place of being a multi-billionaire, you can't do that if you sell your company. You can't become a multi-billionaire if you sell your company. You're looking at the dollars, but you're not looking at the longevity. And that is the point 
of what God is trying to say. You don't feed into the seven deadly sins. You don't feed into the distractions. You feed into what is in front of you. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I have acid reflex. But don't sit up here. And because your friends are going out, that doesn't mean for you to go out. Just because your friends are married doesn't mean it is meant for you to be married. There will be people that will be single because of society. And that is okay if you're single. It is okay if you're not, you're not accepted. It's okay if you have flaws and imperfections. God made you that way because you're not supposed to be. That's why God made you flawed. That's why God made you imperfect. Because you're not supposed to be a part of society at all. And that is the one thing I've accepted. I'm not supposed to be a part of society. God made me flawed and I'm okay with it. But guess what I've done? I've learned to turn my flaws into strengths. And that's how I've gotten through many things that I've been through. So as a life coach, what I am telling you is stop trying to live your life like other people live your life as you choose to live there is nothing wrong with you focusing on your career your brand your business and building something and then as you're going through the journey you are bringing people who are like-minded like you people that's not going to put you through drama and negativity people that basically believe in you and want to see you win those are the people that you will be dealing with. You will not be dealing with negative people. It ain't worth it. Even though, yeah, you'll see all these people having fun. You'll see all these people doing all these things. But those things are not meant for you. That is not the path that God puts you on. God puts you on a path alone. You may not have nobody there. Not family, not friends, not nobody. But if you noticed... That when you make it, here come all these people who never believed in you in the first place. These people who never had your back in the first place. That are now in your face trying to be a part of something that has nothing to do with them. It's just like when you make it, all these people saying, oh, you're not going to give me no money? No. Oh, you're not going to give me nothing? Nope. Next thing you know, you got people trying to expose you. You got people trying to destroy your life. Why? Because they can't be a part of something. The same ones that told you that you were never going to be good enough, you're never going to be worthy. You remember what I said in the beginning? All those things I said in the beginning? That is what people say about you until you make it. See, you're not a part of society standards, so you don't fit in. You got all these people going to get plastic surgery to look like other people, like there's something wrong with them. You have people that are transgender that are changing their bodies because you feel that you are a girl. I do not understand that to save my life. But let me tell you my story. I questioned my sexuality. I really did. I questioned it. It crossed my mind. But God was like, you're a woman. The only reason you're questioning your sexuality is because men don't want to date you. And my experiences 
with men. But does it mean that I have to go out here and date a woman? No, it doesn't. Because what I came to the realization of men and women, gay and straight are, are the same across the board. It doesn't matter. Gay women unalive, gay women for domestic violence, gay, gay men do the same thing. Relationships are the same across the board. They're not any different. And that is the reason why I never became gay or lesbian. Because I realized there is no difference. So even if I date a man or if I date a woman, it doesn't really make a difference. It's still going to be the same problems. Because at the end of the day, even if I date a woman, it's still going to be based upon society standards. So I would have to date somebody that would be based upon not being a part of society standards. So, you know, that's how I look at it. So if I meet a nice guy and he happens to be a really nice guy, but he happens to have a disability, I would be okay with that. If he's someone that just happens to be shorter than me or whatever the case may be, I would be okay with it. Because I'm not looking at him as what he looks like. I am looking at him as far as a person. I am looking at him as far as the godly person that he is. I am looking at the fact that his decisions, his actions, and his behavior does not impact or affect me. So at the end of the day, when God puts you on a path, when God pulls you away from all these negative people, it don't mean go back to it. It means leave it alone completely. That means you don't look at it. That means you don't even go back to it. The other night, to prove my point, I was strolling and I was talking to my friend on the phone and the set, the, the sex code came up, the one that caused me so much grief. And so I clicked on it and watched it. Not even that long. I went to bed and woke up feeling like I was getting ready to die. I don't know what it was, but I woke up and I felt like my heart was getting ready to explode. I was so scared out of my mind. I'm up here trying to drink tea. I am trying to do everything I can and saying, Lord, I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> I got too much to do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make these changes and, and trying to wean myself off social media and all this other stuff. And God said, just go to sleep. I went to sleep. I woke up. I was okay. But it taught me something. When you walk away from something, that means you walk away from it completely. You don't look back at it. You don't try to make it work. You leave it where it is and you keep moving. It's just like I had to come to the realization about going live. That I have to stop. Because of what happened. So now I just do inspirational videos. And that's why, you know. Here I am on my podcast. God was like, I want you to go to your podcast. I want you to make that because that is where you need to be. You don't need to be on social media. You need to be on your podcast. Now you can go on there and do, you know, spiritual stuff, but I want you to get off social media. You need to work out. You need to do this. You need to do that. And that's what I'm getting ready to do in a second. Work out. So at the end of the day, no, my life is not social media at this point. So when God tells you to move, God tells you to move. 
So your inner peace is going to be when you're on your path that God puts you on. And yes, you're going to be on it alone, but you're going to be at your most peace. Because why? You get to be who you want to be. You get to be the godly person that you were always meant to be. And then you're not going to want nothing to do with society at all. Because of the fact there's just no need to be. So it's okay to be by yourself. And that's my point. In order for you to have inner peace and tranquility, you have to get away from society standards and of the world. Instead of being in the world of man, be in the world of God. With that being said, thank you guys for joining me for this episode. I'm your host, Goddess Asha Mariyama. I appreciate y'all. Without y'all, there is no me. I'll be nothing without y'all. So with that being said, um, the reason I was so late was because my throat was hurting and I was in church, watching church today. So I'm sorry. I am so late. But in conclusion to this, I just want to say thank you for those of y'all who have supported me. Without y'all, there is no me. I'll be nothing without y'all. I will be changing the times of the podcast because they're going to change and I'll make sure you guys know. But if you guys want to come on live, by all means, you can. I will be on time doing these podcasts. I'm just trying to find times that work because I will be eventually doing one-on-ones and I will be doing webinars and seminars. And I'm trying to make sure they don't contradict with each other. Um, So that's why I'm going to do that. If that does happen, then I will definitely um, do one prior to. But all my podcasts this week, I will be doing this week, starting with this one today. So welcome to a new beginning, a new dawn, and a new day. So I just wanted to take the time to say thank y'all. I really do appreciate y'all. I love y'all because y'all have really supported me through this situation. And yes, I am having my procedure done. I still don't know when. I got a call tomorrow. I'm at my appointment. So I'm about to go walk and go over and take my um, thing to the post office. I need to go for a walk anyway. So I'm going to slip on some pants and just go for a walk and go and take my stuff over to send it off to the IRS because I was trying to do my taxes, but they did it one but not the other. So I got to mail it off today. So with that being said, I love y'all. I do. I appreciate y'all. Like I said, stop worrying about other people. Well, people think your inner peace begins and ends with you. And the people you bring into your world either going to cause chaos and destruction or they're going to be in peace and tranquility. Just understand your peace and tranquility is not through somebody else. It's through you. Just remember that. Just remember that your peace and tranquility is not everybody else. It's not about being like everybody else. Not that thing like everybody else. It's about having a mind of your own. It's about when you walk into your door, your life is peaceful. The fact that everything you need, not everything you want, you have. Because you're not going to have everything you want, but you will have everything you need. God is only going to give you what you need. The devil's going to give you what you want. Just remember that. Everything you want, God is not always going to give you. Because the things you want may or may not be good for you. So just remember, what you do unto others, be done unto you. But I always say, I rebuke negativity and send it back from which came. For no weapons formed against me shall prosper. God got me even when no one else does. Because at the end of the day, when everybody walks away, God is the only one that's going to be there for you. With that being said, have a good evening, y'all. Bye.